Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. A podcast about the CW's Riverdale that is taped, sponsored, and produced by the darkness. I'm Alex. In the darkness, daylight is gone. And by day, scientists practice their science. But what science waits till nighttime? The sweet science. Why, that's (laughs) fisticuffs with a little bit of a red glove on. Two gloves, that is. Boxing. Yes, humans have two hands now. <laughs> yes, both hands. Scary. Justin, Ooh. I'm Justin. What the fuck, man? I'm Pete. <laughs> this is the podcast for Chapter 48, Requiem for a Welterweight, the latest episode of Riverdale. It is back after a very long break. and felt oh like boy, a million years. Guys, I hope you like gags because there were a lot of gags on this episode. Gang, gang, gang. Gang, gang, gang. Now, we should probably establish something right up front. Yes. Which is that... I watched the episode. I also watched the episode. Pete, did you watch the episode? No, we didn't have enough time. I guess I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pete did not have enough time to watch the episode, but we wanted to get this out to you guys. We didn't want to wait because there has been such a long wait. We didn't want to welterweight. Oh, I get it. (laughs) And... (laughs) 
also, you guys wanted me here to torture me because I didn't want to do this, but you guys were like, oh, this will be fun. No, no, no. no, no, no. Hold information over your head. No, no, no. Listen. Tease you with it. It'll be great. For almost a solid month, the Riverdale fan base has been saying, where is the new podcast episode of Riverdale After Dark? Yeah. Yeah. They've been writing. That's the only uh, thing they wanted. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, the showrunner of the show. They've been writing uh, Vanessa Morgan, who plays Tony Topaz. Yep. Britta London, one of the writers on the show. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the CW network itself, uh, they have been doing a massive letter writing campaign. They almost shut the doors. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then when they're like, do you guys care about the episode of the show? They're like, what show? Yeah. <laughs> because they only care about the podcast. So, yeah, fully audio experience. And so we want to be able to give you that experience of listening to the podcast by you sitting here and hearing us talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's going to be so uh, much fun. Honestly, I'd be very curious to hear you react just to the words. Yes. This is like a nice audio teaser trailer for you, Pete. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, yes. I'm going to rush I home and very, watch after this. I, I know. I am very curious to hear your reaction to some of these oh, plot points. Boy. But to give you guys a recap of what you probably forgot over the past month, uh, Pete, I'm sure you've forgotten yes. what yeah. happened. I also forgot we do a recap. <laughs> uh, you should check out our recap podcast where we recap all the recaps that we recap uh, so you don't forget our recaps. Yeah. So previously on Riverdale, a bunch of stuff happened. First of all, let's talk about Archie Andrews. He got attacked by a bear, really ripped him up real good, Yeah. Uh, but he has been repairing both his body and his psyche. And yeah. in order to do that, he has teamed up with Josie McCoy, and by teamed up, I mean smoocherooed her lips Boned as up. we ended the I last episode. Uh, but both characters have been very lost. They have found each other in each other's arms. Archie Cat is strong. Yes. Uh, On the other end of the spectrum, we got Veggie, uh, which is uh, Veronica and Reggie. Also known as Man Monica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The man part doesn't show up this episode, so don't worry about that. He's not 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 around. He is actually off shooting Bad Boys for Life, the third part of the Bad Boys series. So that's that's what's going on there. Good for yeah, him. And that is in canon. So Reggie yes. is a main character in <laughs> that movie. The actor Reggie Mantle. I can't I, wait for Bad Boys 100% 3. 100% believe that. Yeah, no, totally. Absolutely. Well, as we all know, what Riverdale. What do you think the chances are that uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith will show up on Riverdale? Yeah, and just like arrest Reggie. <laughs> like, hey, you're coming with us to be in a movie. I gotta <laughs> tell you, if this season ends with uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence popping out and being like, now what, Cargo King? Now what? And just... <laughs> Arresting him? Fantastic. Yeah. I'm oh, all in. That would be fun. Don't refer to it ever again. Yeah. Just have them come in, grab the Gargoyle King, and leave. Speaking of which, there's a character called uh. the Gargoyle King. We don't exactly deal with that this episode, uh, but the Gargoyle King has been the head of this game of Griffins and Gargoyles, which is an evil role-playing game. He had a gang of Gargoyles called, appropriately, the Gargoyle Gang. Not to be confused with the Ghoulies, which is another gang yeah. of Ghoulies that yes. are, as we all know, cannibals. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's another two thing. gangs that you should probably know about. One of them is the Southside Serpents. On a previous episode of the show, Jughead, the king of the Southside Serpents, kicked out Cheryl and Tony just because oh. they stole an egg. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Cheryl and Tony, very upset about that. A glamour uh, Jay. Tony. Egg is a legacy serpent. So she was particularly upset. Yeah. Cheryl, in order to make things right, gifted her a new gang, an all-girl gang called the Pretty Poisons. Uh, so that's what they got going on. Um, who else do we have? Oh, yeah, Jughead. So Jughead, of course, is dealing with a lot of serpent stuff, but he's also dealing with the fact that his mom, Gladys, and his sister, Jellybean, have returned to town and now living with the Jones family. To run things is what now, they're Now, what he doesn't for. know, though, is, yeah, is that Gladys 
is secretly basically running the entire town of Riverdale at this point. Yeah, and but, Toledo. And Toledo, but specifically Veronica, because Veronica, along with Reggie, burnt a bunch of candy drugs a couple of episodes <laughs> back. Uh, now they're ad hoc <laughs> to Gladys Jones. Uh, the, she specifically, as we find out, this episode is targeting Hiram Lodge's operations. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, and the last one, oh yeah, Betty Cooper. So Betty yep. is dealing with her own thing, which is the farm, a cult that has absorbed Alice Cooper, her mom, and Bolly Cooper, her sister, uh, and the farm seems kind of new agey. We have speculated that it's nice and good. I'm going to go out on a limb uh, based on this episode and say it's not Losing. good. Losing. Why would you think it was nice or good? I mean, every indication up until this episode. That is piece, not true. Every indication. No, because that was a... There was floating babies above a fire. That doesn't equal good. I mean, listen, that's pretty cool. That is cool. No, no it's not. Yeah, I would love to float my baby a little bit. <laughs> Dude. <you> can, <laughs> Imagine doing don't baby tricks. Dude, oh, baby tricks? Yeah. That's so cool. That would be so much fun you as a party. You can't play like, hey, with you your baby over an open fire, man. Well, but it's above. It's as it's floating around. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Between the three of us, who has babies, right? <laughs> exactly. Justin. Yeah. So, uh, don't you tell uh, me what we can do with our babies. Float my baby around whatever I want. I'm not in charge. They <laughs> technically <laughs> they're in charge of me, really. Yeah. <laughs> I want my baby to float me. Right. For uh, a change. So that's probably enough to say. We should also introduce the character introduce Elio, who oh, uh, right. is sort of uh, the string cheese? Uh no Greg has <laughs> <laughs> Greg has uh, <laughs> no, no, no. The frozen pizza. Yeah. Oh, my bad, my yeah. bad. Uh, honestly, also believable. <laughs> yes. He's um, a, like, 16-year-old who has his fingers in a lot of crime pies. Right. And I, is Wait, he what? from uh, the Montreal gang? Yeah, he's from the poutine gang. He's the poutine yeah. gang. And he is, um, knows Veronica and occasionally shows up to do some crime. Have you guys <laughs> seen him before this? Yes. Yeah, a bunch okay, of times. Okay, I don't remember him. Yeah, we thought maybe that, uh, what was it, uh, String Veronica? Yeah, yeah. Were we calling that, that ship was, name? Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the Veronica cheese incident. <laughs> is that thing what we were calling? Oh, uh, uh, oh, the other thing we should mention is Josie, when she was like, when she was bonding with Archie, was like, hey, you could take up singing again or boxing with Tom Keller, one of the two, and he's like, both. Yeah. So as we find out, this episode, he is, in fact, delving into both, but you want to walk us through it, Justin? Yeah, let's do it, because uh, this episode has a lot of Archie at the top of his intelligence. Uh, <laughs> we start, as oh, always... one thing, actually, we should mention in the recap is several episodes back, Archie killed all the dumb parts of himself, so yeah. he's pure smartness Just, now. honestly, this guy, I'd let him perform open-heart surgery on so wow. smart. You're going to love this episode, Pete. Uh, so we start, as always, some tasty, tasty eggs, which at this point... Wait, who's doing the voiceover? Hold on. Start? I want to talk about these eggs, okay? So it's Jughead, who is asleep, but somehow still doing the voiceover. Uh, and Gladys is cooking breakfast. She cooks some eggs. I yeah. thought it was going to be for Archie, because we've already established, which I cannot get out of my brain now, that yeah. Archie eats eggs almost every episode. Loves eggs. She's cooking some bacon. She pulls some raw bacon off of the grill. Did you notice that? Well, I like my like, bacon pretty raw. Oh, God. No, what? What? I really? like I like a you lightly like cooked it? bacon. Crispy bacon you is like, like eating glass. Crispy shards bacon. of Shards no, of I, glass. Yeah, I raw like it a little, little raw, you. but leave it a little so it's got yeah, some life stuff. in you it. You will die. No. You ever had a BLT? You can't have it where it's crispy. No, I'm, I'm, but okay. Like, I'm going to say, sure, but that was uncooked bacon. That was like, she put bacon on a grill and then immediately took it off of the grill. She's badass. That's and the then way... in the next scene, it was cooked bacon. A continuity error. I'm done with this wow. show. Alex, wow. Alex, done. don't wow. watch Hungry because you have your eyes <laughs> on the food way too much when there's so much more going on in this show. Mm -hmm. um, we, Hard uh, to disagree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
this episode we set up, so there's sort of the diversity of storylines. We have Alice is getting welcome to the farm. That's going on. Oh, we, have, we see the farm? No. no. Uh, we have a, but we, she's getting sort of initiated in okay. their a new branch of the farm at the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy Church. Yeah. Instead of Sabrina's dark <laughs> baptism, it's actually a light baptism that she's having. Yeah, fun. But it still fucks up. Uh, we'll get there. Um, and then we have all the crime going on with the Lodge family. Um, Veronica and Hiram are having a lot of meetings. Um, where they talk about how Gladys used to... Why are they still talking to each well, other? Well, that's something, actually, I think that's a good question that I was curious to get your feedback on. Yeah. Because I know we've seen Veronica slowly get back into the Lodge family, but... This episode, it felt like nothing had happened to the background. Like, obviously, they're all kind of circling around each other a little bit. Yeah. But Veronica is back in the house. She's what? working she with Ryan, Hiram. Yeah. No, what? She's back. It Dude, is, that's bullshit. It is a little surprising. And I chalked it up to the fact that I think Veronica feels guilty that she burned all those drugs. Sure. And it's screwing over her fa- both sides, both her mom and her dad. Yeah. I Good. Know a lot of this episode. She I've, feels guilty. <laughs> she shouldn't. She does. She's been getting effed by both those parents left and right. Well, but, but if anything, I don't even know if it's guilty necessarily, but she feels trapped because yeah. Gladys is shaking her down for money. By the end of the episode, Hiram is shaking her down for money. She is completely trapped in the middle. She doesn't want to betray her family, even though they've dicked She's her over kill a bunch of times. Kill them both. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh my How God. are you more off the handle when you don't know what's going on? <laughs> uh, to me, I feel like she's trying to screw over Hiram. And the, yeah. she spends a lot of this episode like trying to operate with Gladys behind Hiram's back, but she ends up just more under Hiram's thumb the whole time. Well, I think what we have learned, and this has gone through different iterations, where occasionally she's been up on Hiram a little bit. Yeah, uh, she just can't operate at the same level. That's yeah, not he, a knock on Veronica by any means. Yeah, that's just Hiram is operating on this yeah. insanely higher, higher like. Moriarty level that yeah. nobody else can touch. And Veronica can be conniving. She can be crafty, but she can't match that. Yeah, because he lives there and sometimes she visits. Right. Yeah. But what we also find out this episode is in a very different way, in a very more chaotic way, Gladys is like that too. Yeah. Um, definitely. Do we want to talk, sort of talk through all the Veronica stuff? Maybe? Sure. Yeah. Um, we learn about the Toledo serpents, which is what, uh, <laughs> Gladys ran. And apparently that means there's a serpent gang in every town. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. It's like the song. Yeah. There's a serpent gang in every town. Um, yeah. I'll take you for you're up or you are down. Uh, this is good. <laughs> who released, who wrote and released? Is it a, it's an vampire weekend. <laughs> it was matchbox. 20. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Wow. Um, it's just funny that the big branches of the serpents are in Toledo, not a big town. Sure. <laughs> and Riverdale, also not a big town. Yeah, there's actually a lot of references to different places in this episode, which I thought was interesting. We yeah. got the, um, oh God, Sad Junipera water. Yes. the bubbly def- water that yep. they have. Uh, but also, we uh, later on, there's a jumping over to the uh, Betty storyline, but Ooh. she adds up Betty Cooper. No, no. Oh, I, I thought you I, said I, I got. I was like... Ooh, excited. Oh, ooh, not who. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about this one in particular. I'm sad you didn't see the episode. She calls up the Buffalo Beat, the newspaper in Buffalo. Yeah. Is that a real newspaper? You're from upstate New York. Uh, I'm from, yes, but it's not It's not the Buffalo Beat. Yeah. What well, did you work for the uh, Rochester Garbage Plate? It's the Democrat <laughs> and Chronicle, sir, oh, wow. that they oh, have in God. Rochester. No, okay, cool. Wow. So there you know that well. Yes. You were the Clark Kent of the uh, <laughs> whatever you just said. No. Democrat and Chronicle? Yeah. Democrat and Chronicle. We That's just right. had the Port Washington News. That was it. 
We had the citizens out- citizens outlet. I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do they get fancier the further you get upstate? No, Buffalo, nothing gets fancier the further Buffalo you go upstate. Beach sounds like a newspaper that somebody prints out on uh, Microsoft Paint. Yeah. Honestly, um, Citizens Outlet, which is my local paper, was sort of like the penny saver. Where it's like, mm. hey, you want to buy a tire? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm a bumpkin. Um, just like a lot of the characters in this show, uh, we have uh, Veronica and Gladys doing a lot of shady dealings. We sort of talked about that. And then Veronica and Hiram are also doing shady dealings. And she's sort of trying to play them off each other, but she's losing on both fronts. Because yeah. uh, Gladys has her over a barrel, and then Hiram is instantly onto her yeah. and sort of is like, she's like, hey, let's be good guys and bust these people to fill up your prison. He's like, ha, good thinking. No, I want to stay illegal. I'm going to, like, run shit. And this, uh, without crapping on it too much, this episode was a lot of business. Like, yes. literal business ha- going on in almost all of the storylines, um, which made it feel less crazy than usual. Like, yeah. it was... People were getting one over each other, but in relatively reasonable ways throughout. And it was very even-handed. No one yeah. was like, like truly, like uh, Veronica tries to get one over on Gladys. She, uh, Hiram, she tries to get one over on Hiram. Then Hiram gets one over on Veronica. Then Veronica gets after Gladys. Gladys gets after Veronica. It was just such a back and forth yeah. that it felt like you sort of were spinning our, our wheels a little bit, uh, especially with like this storyline. We trying to get to some place with Veronica where. I mean, probably she's going to lose Lebanui and Pops, right? Like, we're going to see oh, by the man. end of the season. She's, by the end of the episode, spoiler, Pete, she is $75,000 in debt to Hiram, and her reaction is like, yeah, okay. Like, literally, she says. She's like, that's fair. <laughs> Dude, that's ridiculous. He's an evil, and it's also her father. That's not real money to her. I don't know. I did the same thing. I bought a car for my parents. What? <laughs> Yeah, you bought a game. car from your parents? Yeah, I really wanted a car. And I was like, listen, I will pay you for this car so I can have this car. Nice. What kind of uh, jalopy did you have? <laughs> it was a Let me get this straight. A, a Datsun you hatchback. bought a car from your dad. Yeah. That's not that from out of the parents, own. dude. Don't okay. instantly assume it was my dad just because it was a financial negotiation. Sure, sure. As we have learned from the hit show Riverdale, Gladys, a woman, can <laughs> deal with money now, too. Oh, Jesus. Which You're really making blew this a lot of yeah. worse than what I was saying. Yes, yes. I know. Um, so that sort of is the Veronica Lodge family story. Did your dad give you at least a good price, or did he? Yeah, he gave me a pretty good price. What was your interest rate? Uh, no, no, it wasn't no an interest, interest rate. It wasn't going to break my fucking legs or something, Pete. <laughs> I'm a little worried about this. Papa Poutine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Salvin, you missed a couple payments. I'm going to have to yeah. take some things. <laughs> yeah. Nice prom tucks. Shame if your legs wouldn't work for all that dancing. <laughs> it's very sweet that you thought I got to go to prom. Got Aww. to go to prom? You weren't allowed? No, I went to prom. Okay, good. I was Why are you so sad? Oh my god, sad. Alex is crying. <laughs> it's fine. Oh god, well you can just live out your prom fantasies through Riverdale because hopefully someday we'll have a prom. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it that far. No, oh, yeah, no. the prom is just going to be. Uh, I love that. I I would love for them to have like a junior dance. I think that would be nice. Or a yeah, and senior prom even. 
Oh, good. You sound like you know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Sen- I would like to attend your senior prom. Uh, so anyways. So anyway. Oh, wow. Pete still keeps us on task when he doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Maybe we're not uh, talking about this, Pete. We yeah, are talking about this. going to be the whole episode. This. Yeah. Um, let's talk Bughead and Betty uh, next. Oh, sure. Well, that me. splits off in a big way. What? No, 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 no. They don't uh, break up. Oh, they have so up. much Jesus. power to lie we to actually, right before now. that, we should talk about Shoney. Because okay. Shoney is the first part of the episode, and that's what kicks off Jughead's storyline in particular. Yeah. So we got the Pretty Poisons, as we were introduced to you last episode. Uh, first of all, I was expecting, I kept waiting for Peaches and Cream, new character that everybody's died to know stuff about, to jump out and do some stuff. She does not. No. She was briefly there in the background, but we don't find anything more about her. There are a lot of rumors that she was going to come between Cheryl and Tony. That didn't happen, no, no, at least this episode. Nothing's coming between those two. They're well, solid. Yeah. Well, Pete, I got some bad news for you. What? And I'm not gleeful in... Uh, Delivering this news at all? No, they didn't break up. You're a little. You're half gleeful. Uh, I'm a, the, the the glee is half full. I think it's in terms of torturing people. Yes, that's, yeah, that's what it is. I actually uh, thinking about this earlier today. It was a little physically painful to think yeah. about anything happening to Shoni. Oh wow! I mean, I don't think. Tell me what fucking happened. I think it's going to be all right. You think it's going to be okay? Yeah. So last episode, they had their first fight. Right. This episode. Yeah, but Cheryl came strong, like made up for all of that, went above and beyond. Well, here's what actually happened. So they have the pretty poisons together. Yeah. Uh, Tony, pretty happy about that. She gets to lead the gang, which she wanted to do. She wanted to be the Serpent Queen, but Betty's a Serpent Queen. Right. Right. So uh, that said, Jughead is starving for membership with the Southside Serpents. Everybody is leaving. All the women are leaving to go to the pretty poisons. Um, they're almost down to nothing. The Southside Serpents are almost done uh, because there's just fags and Sweepy in the gang now. They should yep. probably look at Hiram, who Hiram has a gang of his daughter and wife and yep. he's doing fine. Family gang. Yeah, family gang. Uh, but he's pretty worried about it, so he goes and makes a peace offering to Tony and says, please, we really want you back in the Serpents. And Tony's like, make me the Serpent Queen, bitch. And he's like, I can't do that. And she's like, oh, what? Because of Betty? And he's like, well, yeah. 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 But also, Betty is busy. Right. Is she really running the Serpent Queen? She's, she's also not. the Griffin Queen. Yeah. Yes. She's, she's a, a lot of... of she's too she's, many queens. Yes. No, can't you be can't be double queen. Yeah. You can, she can way, double queen. did you guys queen. hear about this? They're spinning the show off into a show called Too Many Queens starring uh, Betty. That's fun. I'd watch yeah. it. Uh, I absolutely would, too. <laughs> too many king of too many queens. Anyway, uh, he says, no, I can't do that. She storms off, uh, tells Cheryl about it, and Cheryl's like, well, I'm going to show Jughead what the Pretty Poisons could do. But after- let's say, let's just mention that what she's doing when she gets this idea oh, sure. is teaching the Pretty Poisons <laughs> archery. Nice. Having an archery lesson. Well, and she, she's-, she's deadly with the bone arrow. She should be teaching archery. Yeah, this is, going to, this is an army. The Pretty Poisons, I right. think, is going to become the strong gang. Can, oh. I, can I throw a theory out to you guys that yes. I think is happening right now? Because this episode, beyond being a lot of business with all the lodges and all of that stuff, was a lot of gangs. Like we have in this episode, we have the ghoulies, we have the gargoyle gang, we have the serpents. Wow, you see the ghoulies, huh? Uh, you, see, a, you see a ghoulie. One ghoulie. Here, because right. there's one ghoulie left, everybody else he, left. He's so full of eating all the other ghoulies. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he's a cannibal. I, I know that. Say, I pops. know that. Jughead talks to him, pops, and he is eating something, but you never find out what Ooh. he's eating. Exactly. It's probably Malachi. Yeah. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Could be. Nice. Uh, But here's what I think they're setting up. 
we've had this whole role playing thing, game thing going on. The pretty poisons are being trained in Archie like a bunch of fucking elf archers. Yeah, yeah. we're Lord going to rings. see a massive fantasy style battle. That would be amazing. I've been saying this all season. Yeah. The Game of Thronesification of Riverdale, yes. and that's definitely what's happening. Absolutely, here. you're gonna uh, have the archers. You're gonna have the fighters in terms of the uh, gargoyles and the serpent. The gargoyles yeah. are basically like Archie's training. He's ready. So they're gonna be the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, all of this stuff is going on. The farm, maybe the farm is good. Maybe they are like. Stop saying the farm is good. I don't know. Maybe Stop they're like saying the elves. It. Maybe they're also Stop like. Stop saying. Know. We got to talk about that at the end of the episode. Uh, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but they are trading at archery, which is insane. Um, but Jughead plants this seed with Tony, where he's like. You aren't running the gang. You are Cheryl's vanity project. Oh, shit. Yeah. And Tony. Oh, shit. Tony asks her. Well, Tony doesn't ask her that. She was like, who runs the gang? And Cheryl's like, you do. Mm-hmm. And then Cheryl goes and takes the pretty poisons and beats the shit out of Fangs and Sweet Pea, yeah. which Tony finds out about, confronts her, yells at her. Yeah. And is like, is this true? Are you? Is this just a vanity project? And she's like, no. You're in charge of the gang. And Tony's like, well, you never do this again. Are we clear? And Cheryl's like, perfectly. Yeah. That's, That's fine. That's no. all legit. No, 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 no. That's you, all. No, 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 no. In the a healthy told- relationship, you you know, there's boundaries. There's things that got to get discovered. They're okay still. They're that okay. That hurt to watch because yeah. not only is Tony yelling at Cheryl, but Cheryl spits out that last thing at Tony. Like, yeah. that's where they leave it in the episode. They don't come back to it. Yeah, we don't get any more. But it's it's rough. I They'll do be okay. Not, They'll be okay. I don't think... I, I think they're headed in the best direction. Okay. This ship's not sinking. This yeah. boat's going to be no, fine. It's just the Arab ship takes on a little water. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. As long as we get it out in time, we'll be okay. Right. Well, How could the ship be sinking if we're hundreds of feet in the air? Yeah. That's exactly right. This is the biggest ship that's ever been made. Yeah. There's people... There's a band playing on the deck. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's unsinkable. It's unsinkable. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you, though... I don't know where these characters go to split, like just right. speaking gang wise, because now Cheryl's tr- teaching the archery to the pretty poisons, but Tony also wants to lead the pretty poisons. I don't know. It's, it's just <sighs> guys. I don't understand why you're getting caught up in this. Listen, Cheryl's going to just have a discussion and be like, my bad. I'm sorry. I kind of, she gets ahead of herself and sometimes acts when she should think more. It's fine. It's who she is. But I think... But she loves Tony, and that's real love. I agree with you. And I don't want to see the relationship break up, but I do think if you read the tea leaves and you look at everything, that's the decision point that they are heading towards. Yeah. Don't I mean, say there that. There will be something. Don't put that out in the universe two, like These that. two fights in the last two episodes are a pattern. Right. So something more will come up. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think maybe teenagers shouldn't move in with each other immediately. That um, can put a little stress on the relationship. Man, <laughs> just a little bit. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't live with my wife. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Too much and stress. You're a teenager. I am, in a way, uh, <laughs> a lot of ways. Look at my headphones and Cody. Yeah. Um, That's real cool, by the way. Thanks. I wanted to bro. tell you earlier. These don't work. They're just it's oh, no problem. Um, That's so cool. So Jughead is trying to, he's like, I'll find new gang members. I'm going to get some ghoulies, which, as we know, are known cannibals. Yep. He goes uh, and he uh, meets with a ghoulie, or no, before he meets with a ghoulie, he meets with FP. He's like, hey, I'm going to get me some ghoulies to be serpents, which they were the sworn enemies of up to a That's a horrible. Right. You can't no, say that. Weird idea. He's like, hey, dad, uh, also sheriff. Well, but Gladys tells him to. Yeah, Gladys like, says to do this. Yeah. Um, would you mind giving them a pass? He's like, sure. Right. Which seems... FB is a terrible sheriff. Not a good sheriff. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that's pretty crazy. And then uh, Jughead then goes to um, talk to the ghoulies, and there's only one ghoulie left. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they, they, they got caught up playing griffins and gargoyles. Right, they're the, all in the gargoyle gang yeah. now. They work for... And get ready for this. Uh, it turns out the gargoyles are now working for a guy named Kurtz. Yeah. And just in case you missed it, so they live in a shack deep in the woods. There's this guy, Kurtz. He turks and talks in riddles. He's in shadow. You don't see his face. And then later, Jughead says something about like, oh, man, it was like they were in a jungle out there. So just in case you've never seen the movie Apocalypse Now, uh, there's the character Kurtz who they're going to Colonel find. Uh, and that's exactly who this character is. So just like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's crazy that they've reached a point where they're beyond, like, I was able to deal with Sweet Bean and Jelly Bean and all these names, but now they're like, oh, what's this character like? Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now? Call him Kurtz. That's his name, Kurtz. That's too much. (laughs) It's also crazy that they're, like, making this one scene is an Apocalypse Now thing. The next scene is the entirety of Rocky in, like, four minutes. Right. This is a wild episode in that regard. Yeah. Um, so Jughead goes to get this You're guy. You're talking about there's a training montage with Archie? We'll get there. Okay. Uh, so Jughead gets this guy. He's like, I'm the Serpent King. And Kurtz is like, no, you're not. You're nothing. He's like, I'm a game master. He's like, you're involved in the game. Uh, you're This this game is, we are living a prophecy. So he's a this real believer. Um, and I, I really, this it's so weird how much the sort of foot is off the pedal when it comes to the Gargoyle King. Yeah. And we get sort of a reminder of the intensity of the believers of this. But Jughead is totally unfazed. He walks in this shack. There's like baby arms, baby doll arms <laughs> hanging everywhere. Skulls over the place. He's like, cool, 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 cool. Where's this guy? I need to get a gang together of psychopaths. Yeah. Like it was like he's like fine. Like it was so odd. Well, to and me. then uh, Kurtz is like uh, doing his apocalypse now thing, and then Jughead immediately is back in the trailer. Like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gladys. It's uh, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it was wild. Yes. And then Gladys, of course, goes off and, without telling them, gets the Gargoyle Gang, somehow convinces them to come over and be part of the Serpents, uh, and doesn't yeah. tell anybody. So Jellybean and Jughead are in the trailer. Gargoyles start walking in, and they're like, oh, my God, it's, we're in for a fight for our lives. And Gladys is like, calm down, calm, calm down, down, you idiots. It's just the enemy from most of the seasons here. Yeah. <laughs> I... By the way, love Gina Gershon in this yeah, role. She's, 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 she's absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Her delivery is so calm in yeah. a certain way, even when she's saying these batshit insane things. She just it's runs great. the set. She just yeah. runs the each scene. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get to the fun part. Come on. Let's move on. Yeah. It's it's cool. Uh, let's real quick talk about Betty. Um, yes. uh, Alice is going to do... Uh, She's going to be initiated into the farm officially. She has like a baptism to go through. She's wearing a nice white dress. Um, and Which this I'll mention, I know I was joking about it earlier, but uh, Sabrina, same thing, had to wear her mom's wedding dress yeah. when she had her dark baptism over on Sabrina. Here, Alice wears her wedding dress. Yeah. Uh, makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Well, um, I mean, when you spend that much money on a dress, you want to you want to try it. Oh my god, yes. Have yeah. you worn your wedding tux? Yeah, uh, I, I wore a suit and I have worn it. Oh, okay, uh, there you go. But it's a the easier, you know, the suit is the suit. Yeah. What, did, you, did you get a tux? I I got a tux. Yeah. And you kept it. You bought I it. I kept it, yeah. but I haven't worn it again yet. Oh. oh. Nice. Maybe bring it out for the show. Should we wear it on the live show? I would do that. Dress and tux. We used to dress up all the time. We uh-huh. did. We used to wear formal wear. Yeah. Tux and ties. Tux and no, ties. We did never did. No, we never did a tux, but uh, we did wear. We could. Yeah. 
we could easily do that. Uh, we can talk logistics later. Um, My talks was a rental. <sighs> nice. Um, <laughs> Probably says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let us know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. Um, great. That's for the real insiders who are listening. Wait, so on. did Betty be like, Mom, this is insane? So, like, yes, she's like, this is insane. Well, not initially. What she's trying to do is she's trying to support Alice in her craziness because Why? Uh, she knows it's important to Alice. She doesn't want to insult her. I think she knows she's this deep already. Uh, and then... She sees a document that Evelyn Evernever is very quickly like, oh, just sign this document. It's no big deal. Yeah. And it uh, absolves the farm of any physical harm that you might go through during this baptism, which freaks Betty out. She immediately realizes, oh, what I need to do is I need to find people who have left the farm. So she tracks a bunch of them down, calls a bunch of them, but only actually manages to get in touch with one of them, uh, who she, of course, is like, how soon can you come to my sex bunker in Riverdale and meet me there? She said, no problem. I live in Buffalo, so I'll be there in nine hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy that Betty didn't go to her, right? It it was crazy. I was like, I know just the place. But it is, because isn't that the woman from the Buffalo Beat is how she tracks? Yeah. So it's like, that is so far. I guess they're just so assuming no one knows how far away they are. upstate New York. Yeah, but not, like truly, is oh, Riverdale? New York is basically all one tiny place, right? Yeah, you motherfucker, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> Don't you dare! You Sorry, t- Long Island is where it's at. Oh, uh, oh cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Everybody's Billy that. Joel. Yeah. So, anyways, red. Uh, so she talks to to the so she talks to this woman in the sex bunker, right? And does the woman say, "Yeah, this farm's a shit show. It's totally she." Her sister died during her ascension, yeah, which is the big clue here because ascension is what the gargoyle king uh, makes you drink the blue stuff, and you are in your ascension. Oh, wow. So I thought, I thought it was maybe baby floating <laughs> ascension. Uh, great guess, no. So I think. I mean, that's a big indicator that maybe the farm mm-hmm. is bad. And maybe the farm the is... The farm is bad, guys. Why? What was this maybe shit? So uh, there's a couple of possible things that that could imply. The ascension, yeah. it's the same word, but it's used in a different way. Yes. So it could be that there's, they started in one place... And the farm sprouted off from whatever this initial thing was, and Griffith's gargoyle sprouted off in a different way. Yeah. Or it could literally be the same thing, and it, we could be headed towards a reveal that Edgar Evernever actually is the uber gargoyle king. Yeah. Yep. Either way, I think, would make sense at this point. Yeah, I think but it's But as a... soon as she finds out about that, and as soon as she finds out that during the baptism, this lady's sister died, she's like, hang out in the sex bunker. Somebody will be by to have sex with you shortly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go rescue my mom. And then she runs all elbows out. She is just like elbows out when she's running, I got to yeah. say. I, I don't know, know if you had a problem with that. Yeah. Mr. Track and Field over here. Yeah, Captain it's Track and Field is all about. I, I did track and field in high school. So I you know. really want to believe you, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's running. She's trying to get to Alice's baptism before she is killed by right. the farm people. Right. She um, And then we're cutting in between scenes where Alice is being like forcibly held underwater. Betty, by Polly. Uh, by Polly, her daughter. Uh, Betty gets there just in time to pull her up. She's not breathing. And she does not. She comes back to life, but does sort of drown for a minute there. And Betty's like, oh, thank God I stopped. A scene later, thank God I stopped that. And Alice is like, no. I believe in it. She wants to sell the house so that they can all be together on the farm. Yeah. And that's how it ends. Well, that's how the Betty is. Betty's storyline. Oh, story my line God. Uh, and that's... I got to tell you, Lily Reinhardt's reaction in there was so heartbreaking. Yeah. So well done. They do most of the scene and most of what Alice is saying, just focusing on her as her eyes start to quiver and get watery. And it's really sad. Yeah. 
I mean, what would you guys do if your one of your parents was just out of their Gordon sane? Uh, that happened to me. I uh, my I bought my parents' house. They tried to <laughs> they sell it, and I bought it. <laughs> you oh. bought it from them? Yeah. What you was were the like, interest You were a kid who was emancipated at the age yeah. 15, right? Yeah. And you're just, uh, you've been an adult ever since. Yep. I so mean, cool. I'm... I'm seriously scared uh, about like my parents losing it and what I'm going to do with them. But you will lose it way before your parents. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. But like that's He's got the podcast fever. <laughs> but I mean that's it's just her mom keeps getting crazier and crazier and at some point she's just going to have to be like, "Mom, I have to tape you to a chair in the basement or but something." But definitely this is like well, okay. Because if this mom was, keeps if screwing this, her over, if this was any other show, if this was any <laughs> other show, I would say there's a very long road to repairing what Alice has done this season. Because right. I think we know that, like, either by the season's end or by the start of next season, Alice is going to be back to one, but she's definitely going to be back to a place where, like, she's Alice again. She'd be like, yeah. well, forget about that farm. Uh, with Riverdale, I could totally believe that they're up to the second to last seat of the season. She's like, I love the farm. And then they cut to the end and she's like, yeah, all right. That farm is crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Let's, let's throw out our oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, what's so bad about the farm? It's where all of our, um, childhood animals are. Yeah, a real farm is cool, but the farm in Riverdale is evil as fuck, bro. Yeah. You don't know that. You haven't been Dude, there. Dude, there was floating babies, okay? They that were dressed that up. That sounds cool. That is not... No, that was the farm. That was in, No, that was at Betty's house. Yeah, yeah. they're selling the, farm the house, came which to is visit. fucked up. There was a fucked up backyard no. that made babies float no, over man. fire. Low gravity. It's farm. a low gravity backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of weird yeah. geo. No, it's interesting. I no, actually I'm the went crazy back guy. and yeah, watched the first episode, and you could see Alfonso Coron in the corner being like, the gravity? Yeah, Sandra uh, Bullock floats in. And it's yeah, like, it's hey, you see Bird Box? That was weird. Bye. And she floats off. Bunch of crossover stuff. Yeah, it's, all one, it's all one story, man. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, let's get on to Archie's story. The oh, gem, the, oh, the requiem for a welterweight. So Archie doing so well mentally going into this episode. Yes. He's dating Josie. He's Super cute together. Love they it. They are so adorable. Archie, I love that first that scene with them, very darling. Yeah. Archie Cat is strong. Yes. She, uh, what does she call them? The strawberry milkshake or yeah. something like yeah. that? Yeah. Oh. Very cute. They have oh. a great scene in Pops. So then he's like, I just got to head down to boxing practice. And instantly he's like, I have to fight. <laughs> Archie's got to fight. He's training with Tom Keller, who, by the way, looks great. And I yeah. love him uh, being Archie's dad in this episode because Archie's dad is missing. It is weird. It, also, another weird thing is Tom Keller's like, I'm all in on Archie. I got to care yeah. about Archie. I got to care about this. Meanwhile, Kevin Keller, we didn't mention over in the Betty storyline. Betty goes like, you got to help me with the fight. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. like, uh, Betty. And he's like, please, okay, here's all the evidence. Here's all the stuff we got to do. And Kevin's like, ah, I kind of like the farm now. You know all that stuff I went through with Moose the last episode? Yeah. Well, Evelyn talked to me, and now they're going to get me some dates with some hot gay farm guys. I'm all into it. Yeah, he's oh. pro-farm. And so. if Tom Keller maybe could spend like one minute less with Archie, who is fucking insane, yeah. he could take care of whatever is going on with his own son. Uh, I think Betty, Alice... And Kevin are going to be in the farm, if not next episode, the episode Absolutely. after that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but so Archie's like, I have to fight. I'm going to be a professional boxer. And I'm like, you're like, <laughs> t- like five foot zero. And he's like, I'm going to run boxing. Yeah. Can I throw my daughter onto the bus for a second? Please. Oh, okay. So my daughter. Often, Weird turn of phrase. Uh, with 
with things that she really loves doing. Like, she loves writing songs. All right. Uh, she's really into it. It's great. It's fun. She writes a song. She'll sing a song. She performed a song that she wrote for her class the other day and was wow. so elated about it. Um, I suggested to her, I was like, hey, if you really like this, we could sign you up. I'm sure there's kids' songwriting classes somewhere that you could sign up. She's like, no, I do it better by myself. Ooh. I don't need to practice. And she does that with everything. She's nine years old. Archie is supposed to be like 16 or 17. He's got to fucking get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's this great scene later on with Archie and Josie that is so insane. Um, that makes you saying that he has, uh, Archie has the line, Josie, I'm an ex-con who walked out of the SATs. <laughs> I got nothing left to live for. And wow. Josie's like, this is a mess. Nothing up. about the bear. I almost died from a bear. You wouldn't no, throw they that can't in. List, you want him to list all the yeah. crazy yeah. shit? If he lists everything, we'd be here uh, yeah. for several hours. Uh, my and, bigger problem is every single thing that he gets into. And again, this is like a nine-year-old thing. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be a fireman and a doctor and a veterinarian and all of these other things. That's what Archie does almost every time he meets a profession. He's yeah. like, oh. Guitar, huh? Well, I'm a professional musician now. Yep. I'm the best one in the world. Let's play songs professionally. Yep. Or he walks into a boxing ring and he's like, I have to fight. Yeah. And he, so he instantly gets mixed up with Elio, who's got a boxer he's pushing. And Archie's like, I'll fight this guy. And this dude's like 40 and like a monster. <laughs> right. And he knows Elio is a monster. And yeah. immediately Elio's like, great, great. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll give you $5,000. I'll see you have to throw the fight in the third round. And Archie's yeah. like, whoa, what? Yeah. And he's he's like, like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's okay. Okay, this will be fine. So then a classic battle in Jack Murdoch, yep. Daredevil. Uh, you don't take the dive. Well, what, so what Archie does, he says he'll do it. And then he proceeds to tell everyone in his life that he's going to throw <laughs> this fight. Everybody's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Josie's like, that's crazy. Then he tells Kevin Keller or uh, Tom Keller, his coach. And he's like, oh, that seems like a bad idea. Why don't I help you win the fight? And it's like, what? (laughs) Okay, so the Tom Keller thing, by that point, I was fine with it. But I was less fine with the idea that, like, Archie went with this idea, even though Tom Keller's like, you're not ready to fight. And then Elio, You've been doing this for one day. One day. You're not ready. He's like, well, I did it in prison. He's like, you're too yeah, He was is, a beast in prison. Yeah, though. but his form is terrible, is what Tom is explaining to him. Yeah. And then he goes and tells Josie, he's like, isn't this great? And Josie's like, no, this is not great. And he's like, oh, this is not great. So, so then he goes, tries, he goes back to Elio. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I don't want to do this. And Elio kind of says, well, you are. I trust you. Bye. Yeah. Well, you are or we're going to kill you because yeah. I'm a mobster and that's how that works. And you yeah. should have known that. Uh, so Archie goes to Tom Keller. He's like, please, you got to help me. I need you in my corner. And Tom's like, well, nothing's going on with my son. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Yes. And then they have the big fight. Uh, here's what I loved about this fight. So Josie teased this earlier in the episode. She's singing a song at Le Bon Nui. The entire fight sequence is underscored by Josie saying, even when she shows up to watch it, and she is singing, we don't need another hero, Thunderdome, from the classic motion picture beyond Thunderdome. What? It was so cool. It was great. It was great. I love that. Oh, that is fantastic. Yes. Very cool. And then that scene plays out very much like Rocky. Josie's the Adrian. She shows up in the crowd, and Archie's up there just uh, huffing it. Uh, Elio does the neck murder sign and is like, uh, we're going to have to kill this dude. Then the dude headbutts Archie and it's like, <laughs> like he's like a blood coat out of every part of his face. Um, but fortunately, his head is like so light, yeah. you know, and so empty. Now, maybe I just missed this. 
did he have more scars this episode than he did last episode? Because I remember the he had the bear scar on his chest, right? Yeah. But now it looked like he had a big, massive bear scar on his arm as well, which I hadn't seen before. Yeah, I hadn't noticed it before. It was right. much more noticeable here. Yes. I think they changed the makeup. He also had a bunch of scars on his face that I know were there, but it felt like they were more pronounced this episode. He's had a bad year for the body. Yes, he has. I hope that he the farm can give him plastic surgery or something. Yeah, definitely. Um Archie uh, does a pretty good job fighting back. With its- Wait, now is this boxing or MMA? It's boxing. Uh, boxing. Because you can't headbutt in boxing. They let it go. He fights dirty. He fights dirty. And he's the refs, a mobster fighter. Yeah, he's oh, a mobster okay. fighter. Yeah. Um, and Archie, of course, dances like a butterfly and stings like a stupid teenager. <laughs> a very stupid teenager. Uh, but he does, uh, he does fight back, um, gets some good punches in. It's a split decision, and Archie loses, just like Rocky. Yeah. Does but he yell a, uh, Josie at the end? He does yell Josie, uh, but Tom Keller's like, don't listen to them, Archie. I know you won. Yeah, he's so definitely that. the Mickey's Mickey. somehow does not kill him. And then uh, Archie and Josie go back to his place and they have sex. Yeah, well, Archie can't. not necessarily have sex. They might hold each other until <laughs> the sun comes up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you don't Alex, see you, visibly what they're doing. Really, okay. They might, yeah, you just stop talking. Really and I, I'm just saying, like, maybe they it. only get to, like, third base or something. Okay, what or do you know? second base. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're teenagers. Yeah. Take it slow, guys. What are you, oh my God. What are you facing it? All I'm saying is pump the brakes a little bit, you know? Wow. You got okay. your whole lives ahead of you. Wow. But sounds like so a guy. Archie's, oh, baby. So this sounds like a guy forward. who went so to. you get a baby. This sounds like a guy who went to prom right over here. Uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is you have a baby, you buy the house from your parents, you buy the car from your parents, you don't get to go to prom, okay? All right. Now, <laughs> let me ask you. So the next episode, they're going to have to deal with the fact that Archie is going to be we're trying to duck the Elio string cheese guy. No. No, I think that's over with. <laughs> no, have you oh watched, God. sorry, I don't know if you watched Riverdale before, but <laughs> nothing ever gets picked up in the <laughs> next episode. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um that's not true. I mean, I do think this is a plot line. We are going to see Elio again down the road, but I think he's just going to be a foil to people. Like he is Somehow a mobster bad guy for the teenagers in the town. For the teenagers. Versus set. Hiram, who is a, and Gladys, who are having kind of their own thing going He's on. the Whopper Jr. of mobsters. Ooh, cool. Well, good. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else we should bring up about the episode? That's the full episode. I feel like we can talk about some of the potential repercussions coming sure, up. Sure. Let's um, do it. Uh, because we have, uh, so as we talked about before, um, the Cooper family moving to the farm, uh, yeah. I, I think, very soon. Um. So that means, and we also know uh, uh, from the trades that we do have an Edgar Evernever who's been yes, tasked. Yes, we do. I read that in uh, the Hollywood Reporter <laughs> yes, print exactly. edition. Print oh, edition. very cool yes. that you get your I hands get on delivered. that. I delivered. I put my slippers on, get a cup of coffee, come on out, pick up the Hollywood Reporter. The trades. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, Chad Michael Murray is going to be playing Edgar Evernever. At the very latest, he's going to show up in the musical episode, which is episode 51, uh, but probably a little before then. Yeah, we'll get a reveal, right? Yeah, I think so. I was actually surprised we didn't get it this episode. I kind of thought we might now that the news was out there, but maybe not. Uh, maybe next episode. Um, so what do you think if the action moves st- starts to move to the farm? Um, I mean, I think, like you said, we are actually physically going to see the farm. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a little back and forth still where uh, Betty is going to find out, oh, maybe this actually isn't so bad after all. I think it's going to be more like, what was the show that nobody watched with Aaron Paul on Hulu, the cult um, show? Sneaky Pete. 
Nope, not that show. That's no. not that's, Aaron Paul. Yeah, that's not Aaron Paul. It's the Aaron Paul lookalike dude. Oh. Yeah, Giancarlo, the guy from Friends. Oh, yeah, yeah that's hopefully not what Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, yes, The Oath? The, nope. The, nope that's another, there's too many shows on TV, you guys. Yeah. But this is The Path. The Path, the yes. Path. Uh, so that was like a very uh, <laughs> crunchy, uh, happy cult type thing. Like it was not a Charles Manson type cult. And based on what we've seen of Chad Michael Murray in costume, I think it's going to be a little more like that. So once Betty actually gets there, she might be like, oh, it is simple farm life. I am very suspicious about it, but I think they're going to try to win her over. Yeah. Better, better, she better not fall for that. She's no, she's smart. not going to. They're going to turn out to be an evil, horrible cult with something terrifying happening underneath yeah. it because, of course, that happens. Yeah. Uh, the Gargoyle Gang thing, I wonder how much Kurtz is going to play going forward. Like, he seems like a major player I in feel what's like, going on. To me, it, it may be that Kurtz is going to really bring Jughead back into the Gargoyle fold okay. yeah. and sort of draw him. Because we had that moment in that one episode where Jughead was like fully engaged and seemed fully taken over by the madness of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Kurtz will pull him back into that. I, can uh, see that. I think they that would be cool. him to a fridge because yeah. he was so yeah. in too deep. Yeah, so I think we're going to see that. I would love to see more from the parents that's not based around the teens. Like, I think we're missing that a little bit. Was there sort of just, going like we, on? Not a bit of it. I feel like we had just the right amount of Fred Andrews, though, in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. What do you mean? It, you didn't watch the episode. Yeah, yeah. but he wasn't in it at all. I, I think I saw a little flash of plaid in the background <laughs> of one shot. It's a little plaid. It's a little you, moist. You freeze it. It's like the Yo, Bigfoot foot. Don't, exactly. don't hate on Fred Luke Andrews. Perry, man. Uh, I'm not hating on yeah, yeah. Luke Perry. Like Luke, Luke, Luke Perry's great. Yeah, Fred Anders, not my dude. Come on, man. Uh, the same I was guy. thinking today actually. I want to see more Hermione. I want to see Fred and Hermione kind of get back together. I would be down for that. Yeah, and Hermione, particularly going back to her terrified of Hiram mode, that's a little yeah. bit of a bummer to me. That felt like yeah. a big step backwards from where she's been. And, well, I heard arc this season is weird because it feels like she's gathering power and then she's powerless. Yeah. And right. gathering power and powerless. So that's weird. And maybe that's a good way time to segue into who we think the Gargoyle King is. Yeah. Because I know my guess has been Hermione for a long time. Yeah. Now I, I'm sort of feeling like we're heading towards a place where it is Edgar Everett ever based on that Ascension thing that was dropped this episode. Yeah. And it would make a lot of sense to tie whatever's been going on with the farm in the background to the overall Griffins and Gargoyles plot of the season. Um, that would give it a nice little bow at the end, I think. But I do. Th- I still think that someone from the, um, the Midnight Club has to be right. in like a high player in the Gargoyle Kings. Could it be somebody... Uh, this is a completely random guess, but could it be like... Not for the Midnight Club, but like Gladys and Edgar Everett Ever in the background were having some sort of affair and worked out this thing for some reason. Was Gladys I, there? At the, at the I mean, she wasn't in the Midnight Club, yeah. but she was there. Like, I guess she probably lived in Riverdale around the same time. Ah, man, I don't know. I sort of wanted, I still wanted to be Hermione. I still think she's the one that makes the most sense from a lot of standpoints. Yes. Uh, maybe it's going to be another uh, red herring that it is Edgar Ever Never. But I feel like, like Chad Michael Murray isn't old enough to be around in that time. I don't He's think. He's 37. But are they, that feels younger than the yeah, parents. Yeah, I mean, we know the parents. Even though this timeline makes absolutely no sense and it's incorrect, but FP is turning 50 in the 50th episode, uh, which is about five years ahead of where the timeline should be because yeah. the Midnight Club takes place in 1992. 
And I think based on them being 16 or 17 years old in their junior year there, he should be around 44 or 45, but instead he's 50. But, you know, that doesn't matter. He might have been held back many Great. You think? Yeah. Like you five got, years. You get to go to like five, <laughs> five years. Yeah. Oh, so cool. What <laughs> a cool dude. cool dude. What do you think, Pete, based on the information we gave you this episode? I'm yeah. going to say it's pretty clear from what you guys are telling me that Kelly Ripa is the Gargoyle King. Uh, Ooh, nice. Mrs. Good. Mulray coming back. Yeah. Very exciting. A great Oscar tweet um, of about uh, her and Hiram at the Oscars together. Um, that Hiram's cheating uh, on his uh, From whoever does the At River Delta arc. Yeah. We don't know who it is. We still haven't figured it out. No, we haven't tapped into that uh, fan base. Yes. Uh, Who was the MVP of the episode? Not just Betty or Veronica. Yeah, that's not. That's not cool. Who Who was tops? Um, it's it's a tough one this episode because it is a business focused episode. But I'm going to give it to Josie. Ooh. I love this. The, my two favorite scenes were the two most fun scenes. I thought were the Josie, uh, the Archie Cat scenes. They have such great chemistry, and they're so fun together. I like it. Uh, I gotta agree with you on that. That's the one that I was gonna pick as well. Uh, I love that strawberry milkshake comment. Yeah, uh, and there's a thing. That happens, which we didn't uh, recap, but in that same scene where Archie is like, I got to be totally focused on my boxing. And Josie's like, oh, well, and he's like, and some other things. And he gives her this smile and it's so charming. Like we, we miss that on the show a bit because everybody is dealing with these insane things and recounting everything to each other. Seeing them, they're very charming actors. Like they're very engaging, uh, handsome, funny actors. And it's just nice to see them do that with each other. <laughs> what? Oh my God, got weird. He slipped into a dark place. I'm going to switch things up and say Betty all day. All <laughs> day. Uh, nice. Jesus. What are you basing that on? Because Betty's amazing. That's why I'm gonna keep just in general. Them. Just in general. She's okay. amazing. Now that we recounted it to you, do you think you're going to watch the episode? Hell yeah. As soon as I get out of here. <laughs> all right. Oh, nice. Jim. Well, then we better let you go. And for you guys, if you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on down. We'll chat with you about Riverdale. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at Riverdale Dark. Follow us. Uh, also, uh, check out Comic Book. That really threw me because you said it. Well, I feel like I, you say yeah, you so, I, I should yeah, say it. It makes way more say sense. It. I appreciate That's it. That's why but I finally did. We'll, we'll be better about it the next time. Yeah. Uh, check out the website, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. And we'll see you at prom. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.